Hello, everyone, and welcome to the very first episode of Pack Life, the podcast where we dive into the wonderful, chaotic, and heartwarming world of living with a multitude of furry friends. I'm your host, Allison Hegg, the pet-friendly realtor, and I'm so excited to embark on this journey with you. Today, I want to give you a glimpse into my world. I live with a house full of pets, each with their own quirks, charms, and challenges. It's a life filled with barks, purrs, and the occasional chaos, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Let's start with a quick introduction. My journey into pet ownership began when I was a little girl. Uh, Growing up, we always had lots of pets, dogs, rabbits, birds, I had rats even, uh, and my dad was a forest stranger, and he would bring home things from the state park to hibernate with us in the winter. Uh, we had snakes. I remember he would bring tadpole eggs, and we got to see them hatch and turn into little baby toads. Uh, and it wasn't long before I found myself adopting more pets, uh, each one finding a special place in my heart and my home. So what does a day look like when you have a large family of pets? Let's dive into a typical day in my life. My day usually starts around 6 a.m. Thanks to the reliable wake-up call of Poppy, my cattle dog mix, who will not let me sleep past that point. After some morning cuddles with all of the dogs, it's time to start the day. Feeding time is like running a small diner. Each pet has their own diet. Um, Some are more vocal about their meal preferences than others. Uh, Mr. Gibson, who was my first dog that I adopted myself, he has a special hydrolyzed protein diet. Uh, I'm sure I'll get into that story in a later episode, but he had a lot of GI issues and luckily being on a medication and the special diet has helped. The other dogs are on uh, Honest Kitchen, but each one likes it at a little bit different consistency. So I have to put a little bit more water in some and less in others. It's a whole ordeal. Um, Max and Gibson also have morning at, uh, medication that they need that I have all put into little pill boxes for the entire month so it's easier uh, for me. So that needs to get added to their food. Usually I just put it in a bowl of wet food and get them to eat <laughs> eat that uh, so I know that they ate the medication and there's no remnants, you know, on my floor. So once all the dogs are in their eating locations, some of the cats come down knowing that they're going to get fed next. Uh, I get their plates ready. Uh, sometimes Rick, uh, infamous Rick, who you'll see in my magazine whiskers and walls from time to time uh he likes to get up on the counter and start eating before the other cats but he's he's in charge so he's allowed to do that um so i feed them in their own room so they get peace and quiet i do have my cats and dogs somewhat separated in the house uh, and i found it best that way personally for me so that's breakfast After breakfast, uh, it's time for the most energetic part of the day, exercise. 
whether it's a walk in the park or we have playtime in the yard a lot, chasing toys around the house. I know it's important for everybody to get to stretch their legs and burn off some energy, some more than others. Uh, Miss Poppy, uh, she needs to go to daycare on a regular basis to get the cattle dog energy out of her. Otherwise, she is just kind of a hot mess at the house. Um, so before I took her to Best Friends Daycare Program, she was driving me crazy a little bit, you know, in the most loving way possible. Uh, Miss Ozo, uh, who is my um, Border Collie Beagle mix, uh, which was a complete surprise, um, she doesn't need as much um, exercise. She's happy to just sit on the couch and, you know, go out for a quick romp with Poppy from, from time to time. Um, but she's eight years old, so I think she's she's deserved a little bit of a rest. So at this point, I usually take Poppy to daycare. So she's taken care of. And the rest of the dogs and I, you know, this is when things quiet down. Uh, it's nap time for most of them, although, like I said, Zozo and sometimes Gibson, um, you know, they nap on and off throughout the day. Um, so this is great. It gives me a chance to catch up on stuff, mostly work. Uh, but I work upstairs um, in my office. Right now I'm downstairs uh, with the pups behind me. Um, and that's where my cats are. So usually I'll have a sleeping cat on my lap, um, you know, purring along. Um, others will be in the background. They have some good kitty furniture up there and it's just nice to get to spend some good time with, with them. So I feed uh, the dogs lunchtime. I started doing this because, and we'll get into this in another episode, Mr. Gibson had GI problems and it started um, when he would start um, you know, vomiting in, you know, the afternoon around midday. And originally when I talked to, um, my vet, uh, at the time and still is for Gibson and most of the pack, uh, Dr. Anthony at Haddon vet, they suggested it could be acid reflux. Let's feed him some lunch and we'll see how that goes. And that seemed to fix it. So now I had a dog that medically needed to have lunch every day. Uh, and this was before COVID when, you know, we were actually going places. Uh, so that was interesting to kind of figure out. So luckily I have the best pet sitters in the world uh, that I work for now and they help me through that journey. So I've been so used to it at this point that they just all get lunch. Um, so they all have lunch and then, you know, we have uh, some more nap time or play time. While Mr. Gibson is nine years old almost, which I just cannot believe. I don't know how that happened. Um, he's very playful. So he'll usually dote on Zoe. They are absolutely in love with each other. Um, my niece and nephew are constantly asking me when they're going to get married, which I think is adorable. So a lot of time they'll play. And Max mostly just kind of sits and watches them and wants attention from his Mama, he is probably the biggest mama's boy in the world. So at this point, I get Poppy, um, Poppy's back, and it's evening time. And, you know, I'd like to say that we all settled down, but usually not so much once Pops is back. Even though she goes to daycare almost every day, 
she's still very energetic. Uh, she, you know, she's one years old and she is a mostly Aussie cattle dog and they are crazy high energy. Um, but things calm down a little bit. Um, and this is usually around the time that I really get to enjoy the company of the dogs. Um, because now I'm downstairs with the dogs, everybody's pretty much settled down. Um, and we get to have, you know, cuddles on the couch. They want, um, attention from me. So it's just a nice way to relax and give them some attention. I do give them one-on-one -on -one attention. I have like, believe it or not, uh, it's very regimented. I have an ongoing schedule with who gets one-on-one -on -one attention from me. Um, usually on a daily basis, I'm not going to say I never skip a day. Um, but usually it's an everyday thing where they get some individual attention for me, which well, I think when you have a large pack, especially when, um, you know, there's some interesting dynamics like mine, and we'll definitely get into Max and Gibson and their dynamics um, later on in another episode. Uh, it's important to really give them that one-on-one -on -one attention. And I found that that's very much helped me in my behavioral journey with Gibson and Max. So dinner time, pretty much the same thing. Um, I do try to prep for the whole day when I do my meal prep, and I usually do it at night for the next day. Um, I'm actually a morning person, believe it or not, but I want to enjoy my morning. I don't want to have to have it be chaos because we come downstairs and they want their food. I just, I don't blame them. Um, I get hangry too, so I'm not mad at them that, you know, they're ready to go. So... I don't want to have to delay that anymore and deal with, you know, potentially dogs barking if I can just get it out of the fridge. Um, so, you know, at dinner, this is now the point that I'm kind of prepping everything for the next day, getting that ready to go. Um, not so much I have to do that with the cats. I get them their stuff, you know, as it's time to eat. Um, it's just a little bit easier and they're also, you know, hopefully content, but definitely quiet upstairs waiting for their food. So after dinner, you know, it's usually more relaxation time. I might spend this time to do some article writing on my magazine or some Facebook posts, things like that. Um, but, you know, we'll have some more relaxing time. Uh, generally in this room, this is kind of the room that I hang out in downstairs with the dogs. I have my room upstairs that I hang out with the cats. Uh, but I'll stay down here pretty much until Max, uh, my husky boxer pit bull mix, um, decides it's time to go to bed. He will tell me when it's time to go to bed. He will bark, and that's the only thing that really will get him to shut up. Uh, sometimes it's like 7 o'clock, and I have to tell him, listen, like, it's way too early for bedtime. Um, but he's usually the one in charge of, okay, this is when it's time to go to bed. So when he barks, uh, usually it's a decent time that I'm willing to, you know, take them upstairs. So we go outside, you know, have our last potty trip. I let them run around a while. Uh, I'm the kind of person I supervise my dogs outside. I don't like to just leave them out there. I do have a very uh, secure six foot privacy fence. There's one smaller gate than that um, in the yard, but I'm just, I'm not comfortable. Anything could really happen. And Zoe 
is an escape artist. I so I just don't know how sometimes she does the things that she does. Uh, I mean, she'll fully jump over, you know, my uh, dog gate that I have over here separating the kitchen from the family room. Just doesn't phase her at all. Uh, she's jumped on top of my piano uh, when she's scared. You guys can see all my lovely artwork. So she's gotten all the way up here uh, on my piano just because she's scared of something and yeah, doesn't, doesn't phase her. She's kind of like a cat that's as big as a dog. Um, so we come back in and I let them hang out down here for a little while because I want to spend some time with the cats again before I go to sleep because I don't let them in the bedroom with me um, because the dogs are in there with me and they're just used to that. So I go upstairs, do my, you know, litter cleaning and all of that and give them all some attention because I want them to get attention as well. And I enjoy the attention with them. And while they do see me for most of the day, I'm doing things, um, you know, I'm on my computer working or, uh, you know, cleaning up there or something. So I want to have some time where I'm just sitting down, um, you know, and spending time with them, letting them get pets. We do some playtime. Um, some of them are more playful than others. Um, but you know, we just kind of enjoy that together. So I'll stay up there until I kind of feel like, all right, I'm ready to actually go to bed now. Um, so I'll, then I'll go downstairs, uh, let the dogs up and close the bedroom door. I always do a quick check to count, make sure no cats are in the bedroom. More on that later. Uh, we had an incident once. It was not fun. Um, so I physically make sure, okay, yes, the cats are not in the bedroom before I close uh, the door for the night. And that's pretty much it. We cuddle in bed for a little while. Um, a lot of people have asked me, do all your dogs sleep in bed with you? The answer would be yes, if they wanted to. Um, but for some reason, Max prefers to sleep on the floor. He has a dog bed there. Um, one of my pet um, holiday gift guides was the bed I actually bought for him that was a bed height bed, uh, but he doesn't like that. He, I thought he would like it. He could be the same height, I could pet him, but he's not in the same bed as me. Nope, didn't work. Uh, he would just sleep on the cold, hard floor. So he has a bed down there now and he sleeps there perfectly fine. Uh, the other three do sleep in the bed with me. Um, Poppy likes to sleep on one side. Zoe likes to sleep on my pillows with her face right here. Uh, occasionally she will go on the bed I bought for Max. Um, don't know why. She's kind of a all or nothing dog. You're either all over her giving her attention or she wants nothing to do with you. So occasionally she'll move. Um, and Gibson's always slept by my feet ever since I got him. When he was the only dog, he slept by my feet. He still sleeps by my feet. But like I said, in the morning when I wake up, they are all over me. Like they want the attention. Um, even Max will jump on the bed at that point and say good morning to me. So I don't know. You know, they're dogs. They're weird. Um, that's kind of it. So that's a day in my life. It's busy. Sometimes it's messy. Uh, but usually with some very few exceptions, it's filled with a lot of love and laughter and purrs and barks. Um, so before I wrap up the episode, I just want to say thank you for joining me. Uh, this is something that I've always wanted to do, you know, just share, um, with the pet community and, just thank you. Um, 
So in the next episode, I'm going to dive into the challenges of managing a large pack uh, to make sure each pet feels loved and cared for and have the attention that they need, which I know I talked about a little bit, but we're going to dive more into that in the next episode. So please don't forget to follow or subscribe to Pack Life um, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have any questions or want to share your own pet stories, I would love to hear them. Um, you know, I definitely want this to be more of an interactive podcast in the future. So please reach out to me. Um, my email is allison.heg at foxroach.com. Um, or you can find me on Facebook or Instagram at the Pet Friendly Realtor. Uh, feel free, would love to hear from, you know, my animal lover community. So until next time, keep embracing the chaos and joy of pet ownership. Uh, this is Allison signing off from Pack Life. Thank you.